When I was growing up, I didn't really understand the power my mom packed. She was a delicate, small-wristed woman, barely reaching five feet two. Though she probably did her fair share of screeching at us, now I can only recall her voice, a little squeaky with excitement overseeing us after months apart, soft and song-like when reading to her grandchildren, and sometimes so low it was inaudible, like when she admitted that my dad's repeating questions a sign of his impending Alzheimer's, was driving her to dislike him. But my mother's real voice was Herculean. Hers was the voice among her siblings who agreed to be married off before her elder sister to lessen my widow grandmother's financial burden. Hers was the voice encouraging her husband to go to Canada to study while she taught university, cared for her mother-in-law, and two young toddlers, and then joined him beside the frozen lakes of Wisconsin to start anew with nothing. Only as an adult did I learn that we were supposed to return to India when I was seven, but my mother called out the politics and corruption at the university where she worked resigned in protest, and convinced my father that we must go back to the States where life could be, it must be, better. She was the one who said yes to building the new house or retail business or taking her husband's nieces and nephews in and mothering them as her own. The one who said, of course, go to my brother's early exit from our home at 16. And the one who said to me, let me handle your dad, when he practically imprisoned me from a social life as a teenager. I don't know how, but she always got me the permissions. I have my ways, she would say, behind closed doors. My mother's voice was steadfast on September 12, 2001, when she was refused access to 19 Pakistani computer programmers held in a Mississippi jail. She returned with her certificate to perform Hindu weddings, insisting that as a member of the clergy, she must see them. Her voice calmed them and encouraged them to seek justice and release. My mother's voice was so strong that she counseled not only her own children and our spouses, but our cousins and their spouses and her friends and their spouses through everything from job loss to divorce, from accidents and injuries to death. It was so strong that she managed to bolster my father's pride as his cognitive abilities faded. Strong, but strength through a gentle touch. A powerful voice, but a quiet voice. The proverbial glue that held us together, but invisible glue. 
I used to think it was my father who shaped me with his demands and boundaries, loud speeches, lessons and expectations. But it was my mom, really, who not only shaped me, but sustained me. So, I am not so quiet. So, I am not so gentle. So, I am not so invisible. But thanks to her, I came to really understand the power that I pack. Come, let us worship together. <laughs>